This is Flip Gordon, and you are listening to Wrestling POV Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's the MLW's Kiro Kwan, representing the Contra Unit, and we're here with Wrestling POV's Global Entertainment Podcast. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. What's up? This is Jeff Cobb. You're listening to WPOV Global. Hey, guys and dolls. It's another chance, another time, another day. It is another episode of Wrestling POV Global. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. With me, my two co-hosts who would love to see their cherubic faces once again. We're talking about the gentleman, Elio Canella. Elio. What's going on? All right. And don't forget our good friend, Antha Liberated. WPOV Global Nation, what's happening? Now, I was waiting for one of you two to ask what cherubic means. You guys are smarter than I thought. <laughs> 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 I already asked you on the past episode, right? Cherubic, what? You went and looked it up, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I Googled it, that's right. For all you wrestling fans who are wondering what cherubic means, it means uh, the face of an angel. That's my boys, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, guys. We are in uh, week 7,412th of isolation. Well, it feels oh, that way. Uh, how are you guys holding up? And how you doing, buddy? Um, I'm definitely missing, you know, regular interaction with people. Uh, wanting this to be over sooner than later, of, of course. But unfortunately, as long as we have dinglings and idiots and malcontents who just choose to do what they want to do instead of complying to any and everything that'll bring us back to some sort of normalcy. Who knows how long this thing will go. I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, I, uh, you know what, guys? It's like I was proud of uh, where I live for the last while because, yeah, people were doing the stuff. They were staying off the streets, blah, blah, blah. But bear in mind for people who, uh, weather might be different, it was very cold here. It was like winter. Okay. And so uh, this Sunday, the sun comes out, everything's warm, blah, blah, blah. I look outside and all of a sudden kids are playing in the park that's already been taped off as not to be played in and kids are grouping. And I'm just like, you know, the next day the town comes in and like fences off all the parks. (laughs) And so it's like, I get it guys. Okay. Yes. It's been tough that we've been stuck inside. Yeah. Okay. But the more times we screw around with this and not take this seriously, the longer this crap goes, okay? Um, One of the most probably depressing yet somewhat uplifting also is look at, uh, what did they say it was, uh, in uh, New Zealand. New Zealand has already wiped the virus out of their shores. Wow. The whole country, it's gone. But they went into five weeks of absolute lockdown where you couldn't even go to the store. Wow. You couldn't go to McDonald's. It was five weeks of like prison, but you know what? It killed this damn thing. So here we are screwing around. How much longer are we going to make this go on? Because we decide, oh, it's such a nice day. I want to go have hang out with my friend. Or why can't I go and walk in the mall or something stupid like that? You guys are right. It's just uh, poor thinking. This is going to make it go longer and longer. It really is. Especially, and I'm not sure if this is applicable to Canada, but I've seen and heard many reports about a second wave of this virus yes. coming That's what the they're saying. Yep. in conjunction with the flu. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, so are we really going to wake up 
and do what is necessary to get this thing out of here, or are we going to continue to perpetuate the lifespan of this? Thing? Like this already happened a hundred years ago. They called it the Spanish flu. Yeah. And the second like, wave. I didn't. I didn't. Know, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't really know much about it until I was listening to a history podcast a while back. Okay. When they well, here, fans, uh, this is the best way, I think, the most simplest way I could think of to explain this. If you're sitting here going, wow, what's the deal? The deal is this. Imagine you cut your arm and you got a bit of a gash there. The arm starts healing up and starts scabbing over like an, a wound would do. But you don't like the look of it or you think it feels itchy, so you keep pulling the scab off. Mm, what do you do suppose that. happens when you keep pulling the scab off? <laughs> it keeps bleeding. What the hell? It, it keeps taking longer and longer to get better. Yep. And sometimes you can make it worse. Well, that's what's going on here. You know, we're all supposed to be inside following these things because it's working. But every time we screw around and let it slip and get bored and we need to go hang out with a friend and blah, 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 you're opening the wound. And when the wound gets open, it ain't going to heal. If you're you know? bored, if you're bored, come to my house. My dad will put you to work. Well, is, is it going to be six feet away from your dad when you go to your house? Uh, no, to, <laughs> to the we were painting. He was painting. And Elio, if anyone talks moist, buddy, it's you. <laughs> I, know, I don't know if you got that down in, uh, in, um, in the U.S., but uh, our prime minister came out and actually gave a speech about how we shouldn't be talking moistly to each other. And he actually Ellie. used these. <laughs> so that is, that's been the, the meme thing for a long time about, ooh, I have two days without being speaking moistly upon, you know. It's, it's a Canadian joke. I mean, we're led by a leader who suggested we eject ourselves with disinfectant. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I have to tell you, I don't know if you saw this. Mm -hmm. PC will uh, put a video up on Twitter. Okay. Apparently, like, uh, he, they, he made this Lysol bottle. He, like, he had someone put a needle in his arm. Yeah, I've seen all these things. Yeah, they're jokes. A lot of them are jokes too. They made like taking household comments and, uh, no, no, and, and like Saul on it. People are like, "Oh, that's real." I'm like, "How do you know that's real?" He, that's probably just water. Well, you know what? One of the biggest scary things that I've encountered through this whole six or seven weeks now oh. is how much Facebook and social media is flooded with so much misinformation, stuff that'll make you scared, things that'll make you think wrong, euphoric thoughts. It's a lot of bullshit. But you know what you're not going to get for bullshit? You're not going to get bullshit tonight because tonight we're going to talk wrestling. We don't have an agenda. Nobody tells us what we're going to decide. If we like something, we're going to like it. If we hate it, we're going to say F you, whatever it is. That's what you're going to get from us tonight. No crap. You're going to get the full deal. Right, boys? Absolutely. Yes, sir. All right. Now, uh, why don't we start off today's show with uh, our hot, uh, our, well, we have no news, really, because, I mean, there really isn't any updated stuff. Uh, we're dealing with lots of canned shows. And uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to go into our hot topic. We're going to do AEW. We're going to take a break. We're going to play for you an interview we had with uh, Vince Steele this week, a very large man, a very big man. I talked about mm -hmm. it. I don't know if you guys seen the crazy promo I put up for it, trying to describe this fella. But uh, we're talking about a six foot six, 430 pound dude who jumps off the top rope on you. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's some scary crap. Yeah. Yep. He's a 20 year veteran who we're going to talk uh, some wrestling with. And then after that, we're just, we're going to do a quick recap of MLW. There wasn't a heck of a lot. We're not touching NXT UK because you know what? I'm tired of highlight shows. If you're going to be just a highlight show, <laughs> we've talked about some of this crap before. You've seen it before. That is, that is different. 
Especially if you're just going to focus on one match for the entire hour. Yeah, we don't need that. And I mean, we've talked about before how MLW, sure, their matches aren't live and it's stuff in the can. Well, that's different if it hasn't been shown before and it's not that old. To me, that's an ongoing thing. But seeing programs I've already seen spliced together as a highlight package, that's what the internet's for. I don't need time to waste my time there. I go on the internet and look for highlights. There's something called YouTube. Yeah, so let's start off with our... uh, our hot topic of the week and our hot topic of the week, I think is pretty fitting. I mean, what happened is last week, we are a week or two ago, we heard about the WWE releasing a ton of wrestlers. Okay. None of them super big, mind you, although a few names are kind of like on the edge of that. Of course, every AEW fanboy was like, Oh my God, they're all coming. No, they're not all. coming. (laughs) That's not going to happen. But today (laughs) I am going to ask you guys, who do you want to see come over from AEW, and we're going to start. We're going to start with Elio. Elio, you're going to tell me a wrestler or two, or three, or whoever you really want to see okay. that's been on those lists. Who you want to see come over to AEW? Then we're going to talk to Ant, and then we're going to talk to me, and then I'm going to throw a trick bonus question in. Oh, I didn't. And that trick bonus question is, and don't answer it now. We'll answer it later. Who don't you want to see? Who do you not think is going to be a good fit that people might think is? Okay. okay. So first of all, Elio, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, Elio, is there a couple wrestlers on that list who um, you really want to see hit AEW, and why? I think uh, my, the first one I have is uh, Rusev. Rusev? I, just, I just want to see like uh, how he would uh, do in. We already know how he did in WWE. I'd like, I'd like to see how he would do in uh, AEW. Okay. Anyone else on your list that you see that uh, kind of ex- makes you a little excited that you think, man, I kind of want to see that guy? Our girl. I mean, mm. not too many girls were released, but there was a couple. Uh, I'm looking. Uh, and there, I have EC3 on here. Mm-hmm. Him and Drake Maverick could, could update. We already saw them in uh, Impact. Uh, we didn't really necessarily see them together in mm-hmm. WWE, but it would be interesting to see them paired up again in AEW. They did have an interesting uh, chemistry, that's for sure. Yep. All right, Ant, you got anybody on a list of that that you think you'd really like to see? Who I'd really like to see. Um, well, this tag team was not included in WWE's uh, Mass Exodus or Black Friday mm-hmm. or Wednesday, if you will, but the revival. I mean, on the strength of, you know, some <sighs> of the social media buzz that the two, you know, that they've had with the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes, FTR, that whole deal. I would definitely mm-hmm. like to see them come over and see that whole thing come okay. to fruition. Um, also, I think I would like to see some of the women go over to AEW. It's on the strength of them, you know, being better workers in the ring, mm-hmm. like, say, a Sarah Logan or a Deanna Perrazzo, and mm-hmm. see if, you know, their in-ring expertise can somehow help elevate AEW's women's division. I mean, I see progress with the division, but they are still leaps and bounds behind WWE's women's division. So I think maybe those two could probably help. Okay. In terms of elevating. Now, oh, you you, you warm my heart, Ant. You warm my hand. Sometimes, sometimes we get into this thing where all of us are just like on the bandwagon together, dancing along, and people are like, <laughs> but you picked the one person I do not want to see who in the thing. So we'll get into that next okay. round. Right. But this round, who I'd like to see, I would like to see Rusev because I don't think Rusev was really given a chance to show. I mean, he had, 
he had chances of brilliance in there where we were like, this guy's right on the cusp of being something big. And then they cut his legs out from under and not him. He didn't do it. They did it to him. I think he could have had run with the with the world championship. I don't know Hell why yeah. they. I don't know why they just didn't uh, give him that chance. So I, I totally would like to see Rusev given that chance. I would like to see um, uh, oh my, just uh, Anderson and Gallows, but I don't think that's happening. I think they're going to go back to New Japan. Uh, they've been very comfortable. They 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 have a great fit there, um, and. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, as much as I like to see them more in the stateside, I'm not sure if what they present AEW really needs right now, you know. Um, I think they have enough rough and tough kind of guys that I think you need more of a gimmick to really get in the, to the tag team division within uh, AEW. I would love to see Sarah Logan, definitely. Very big fan of hers back when she was crazy Mary Dobson back in the days of, mm -hmm. of Florida wrestling. Uh, I thought she was a great addition. And once again, I thought, man, they were using her piss poorly. They're did, not, you know. Did she they, use her name in uh, the Mayon Classic? Or did she use Sarah No, she, she used, uh, what did she use? I don't, was it Sarah Logan? I thought she was Logan in the Classic. Yeah. It, it, oh, is she okay? Yeah. Just because I missed out on that, uh, I was uh, I was away at that time. Okay. Um, I think uh, I found it, you know, it was exciting when she went into WWE. Um I thought, uh, okay, maybe they'll give her a chance, but then they throw her in a group where she is definitely like, okay, this works in tag teams and groups. You always have the flashy person, you got the good speaker, and then you get the person who's the muscle. You know, like Batista was in uh, in the group with uh, Orton, Flair, and those guys, right? Uh, evolution. Yeah. Evolution. So you always have the one dude, but that doesn't work with women. So I don't know why they build women's stables. Because the woman who is the tough enforcer woman is always the first one that no one cares about. They don't give them enough personality. And Ella Nia Jax. Yeah, Tamina when she yes. was with Naomi and Sasha. And that mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that kind of dynamic for me never works. And I didn't understand is because Sarah Logan, I mean, look past the ridiculousness of how they packaged her. She's a rather attractive woman. She doesn't need to be the ugly, silent, tough girl in the background. Let her mm -hmm. wrestle. She was a damn good wrestler. Yeah. So I would like to see that. Um, I forgot about Deanna Prazo, and I enjoy her a lot, but I'm not sure if they would use her properly. I just have a mm -hmm. feeling people don't know how to use Deanna Prazo. And I think the only people who seem to be on the right track at first was ROH, but then ROH has such a crappy women's division you know, what's the point, right? You might as well go hang out at Impact. Um. <laughs> I, only, I only remember, all the only memorable ones there are the, are Allure, actually, I love and with Scott, it's about it. Many yeah. that, what about, what does that the, tell you? Yeah, exactly. And um, there's also, um, oh man, what about Zack Ryder? I know now, that, hear, hear me out on this one. I know you guys are probably shaking your head going, what the hell? What? But Zack Ryder, has shown he's the kind of guy who can market himself, which AEW tends to let guys do more of, to be more of themselves. Maybe he can make more, because there was a time where people, you know, they talk about the time where him and John Cena came out and people were cheering for Zack Ryder, for God's sakes, you know? So maybe there is something there. Um, although that being said, I'm not all that happy that Matt Hardy went there. They let him do his stuff, and all I'm seeing is piles of crap. So um, <laughs> now, here we go, guys. 
Who do you not want to see uh, come over? We're just going to start off Ant here. Ant, on that list, who's like, ah, no, not going to work? I don't know how you guys are going to feel, but I'm thinking Rowan. Who? Rowan. No, Eric, Eric Rowan. Rowan. Eric Rowan. Yeah, uh, I agree. <laughs> and I say that because, to me, it feels like by default, he'll somehow be packaged with Brody Lee. And it's yeah, like, don't okay, do that. What's yeah. the purpose of doing that? If you do bring him over, allow him to have his own identity. But because of my concern of that default packaging with Brody, mm-hmm. don't even. Now, one question I want to ask, Anton, and maybe I've missed the boat. I don't know. Okay. But um, I dismissed Rowan like a year or two ago, totally from my mind. Did he show any improvement? Like, I've totally not paid any attention to Eric Rowan within the last year. Did because for me he just seemed like a tack on big dude they just yeah. threw with Eric with uh with Brody Lee. Um, I was gonna say, uh, what was his name? Uh, I've already forgotten his WWE, um, Luke Harper. Luke Harper, yeah, it seemed like to me he was just a tack on for Luke Harper. Uh, did he get any better in the year last year? Um, unfortunately, no, and no knock on his in ring work, but I just kind of feel like WWE in a sense typecast them to be you know this solid big dude who may have something to say every now and again and then they try to recreate him by having him walk out with this box that was covered by this filthy rag and he was talking to the box as if it was some sort of pet it was later revealed that the pet was a spider and then the box got destroyed and that's all that i remember of rowan an absolute waste of talent unfortunately I would literally have burnt down that entire arena with everyone in it to kill that spider. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a great example. I mean, when you're talking like that, because in my mind, that would be like, okay, back in the day when uh, WCW just signed uh, Mike Rotunda. That's like a fart in church. Who really cares? You know, like, come on, man. <laughs> That's how over that went, you know, but uh uh, anyone else on that list that you, you uh, just think, eh, no, man? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just looking, just scared. Um, Heath Slater, unfortunately, I feel like it, he'll be one of those guys where if he did assign, mm-hmm. he'll be in, I guess, booking limbo, if you will. It'll be one of yep. those things where they don't. Lower card guy, definitely. Cause, I mean, because even looking at now, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Sean Spears, who we'll eventually get into later on, I just feel like they're throwing things to the wall until something something sticks with it yeah true true i know for me and uh this is and me and uh, it's sort of funny because i know as soon as you said that me and elio just looked at each other because one of our biggest gripes is uh i don't see i don't see anything in the revival man they are two guys who are very small they are small i mean they're presented in wwe as like credible guys but look at them I mean, these dudes are under like, they're like five, nine each. I mean, yeah, you're going to look good against the young bucks, but what happens when you get in there with real credible teams, right? You don't have the packaging that was giving you that look. I mean, and let's face it. We all say this. Everybody, every wrestling fan says, man, I want some old school wrestling. Look at, uh, look at the revival. They're like the brain busters. I'll tell you something, man, back in the day, Nobody really cared that much about the brain busters. People talked about them after the fact. They were the guys who, when they were there, you didn't give them their just due. You didn't give them their praise. But when they left a year later, you're like, oh, man, I miss those guys. And plus, you know? that was another time, another era. Yeah. Um, 
I think it could work. I think if each of those guys were three, three inches taller, they would be more in the game. But they really do just come off as two loudmouth, whiny little dudes who have some good moves and stuff like that. But nothing that is ever and – and I try. You guys know. I don't try and make a, a prejudice against a wrestler when I see them. I try to give guys chances, although mm-hmm. I admit there are a few guys that have fallen through the cracks and I've hated because of other things. But uh, I tried to give these guys a chance. And I just lost interest. There's, they just weren't interesting enough for me. So I think that lack of interest mixed into a company that needs a little more sparkle, I think you're better off signing some other guys. That's my thing on that one. How about you, Elio? Besides, is there anyone besides, uh, besides these guys that you don't think would be a great fit at all? Oh, oh wait, there is one other. Oh. You know who would not be a good fit? Who's that? Cassius Ono. He is yeah. definitely, he's past his prime as a contender and his job, I really, we talked about this last week. I really think WWE should have kept him only for what he represents in the locker room and the, the experience he can give on. They don't need that in AEW. They already have Chris Jericho. They already have John Moxley. They already have long tenured veterans who know how to teach these things. His role isn't really needed there. Elio? Okay, so aside from the revival, who yep. every, every day I'm seeing something new. Oh, they're on social media. They post it on Twitter. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. sick of like when teams do that after the release. Right away, they jump on any social media platform. Well, that's how you get your name out there. The way these guys, yeah, like right away, like, um, no way, Jose. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah I don't see a lot there at all. There is no room in this world for no way, Jose. However, I'm not giving up on the wrestler himself. I'm sure he's a big man. He's talented. He, he, he rep- Yeah, he could work, I think, on a different package. They find another way to package that dude, he would work. Yeah. I mean, he's big. He, he's like, I don't, it's, it's deceptive how big he is. Yeah. And it's great that he's like, he's a, a regular minority, which really fits in. Like, they really need more representation like that. I think he'd be great. But you now, find will, something for him. My apologies. Yeah. Now, I will say this. If you all remember last week when uh, Brody Lee had his sit-down interview with yep. the potential new member of the Dark Order, Number 10? He's framed 6'2", 240 pounds. I'm wondering if that gentleman will be one of the one of these recently released WWE superstars or is it somebody else that we don't even have on our radar right now? You know, I think you're probably right. I think that um, they're probably not going to come back to that, of course, for because none of these guys, these guys still have their 90-day non-compete thing, mm, even though they've been released. Gotcha, gotcha. But uh, I think that was probably the smartest thing they did. They probably sat down. I mean, all of this has been directed at WWE to begin with, all these Dark Order, ridiculous Brody Lee things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so, because let's face it, I cannot for the life of me think of another wrestler really from, like, any other place, non-WWE, who would be willing to slide in right now. You know, I can't think of anybody who'd be big yeah. or a big enough name. I mean, all the guys in Impact, well, they've been all cherry-picked off anyways to either WWE or AEW. What's left is, you know, the guys who really either too old or too young. So, um, but I, I like your thinking, Ant. I think that that Actually, is a good I, 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 do, I do have his name. Uh, oh? I, don't, I don't think uh, we've heard of this guy before. His name is Preston Vance. Oh, okay, okay. 
Who's the Preston Vance? Preston, he's uh, the number 10, the guy that the Brewery was interviewing last okay. week. Okay, gotcha. So they already have somebody in there. So they do have someone in that role. Okay. Yeah, that's have the they showed looking him? at. Have they showed a picture of his face yet? Uh, that's what he looks like right there. It's oh. number, number oh, 10. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's too bad. They okay. call him number 10, so <laughs> I don't so, know. Show him again. Show him. I know the fans can't see what we're looking at, but uh, Elio is holding up a picture of uh okay yeah that's pretty oh, okay. much a developed yeah. he even has a tattoo so okay too bad because they should have took your idea and just i mean it only took six years to get the exalted one's identity why not just uh, take me. a couple of months to get <laughs> <laughs> sure felt like six years didn't it like oh my god <laughs> um and, and just as an aside right now i i really do not think uh the dark order is ever going to get over <laughs> Uh, they're ruining it more and more each and every time they they touch it right now. Uh, I think Brody Lee eventually is going to break off and become something more, mm-hmm. but not with the Dark Order. This is just a hot pile of crap from right from day one. And, and now with all and now with all these stupid Vince McMahonisms oh, that just, they have them doing, it's just ridiculous. You know, it's like they said in the old days. You know, you you make fun of something, and you say something's horrible, but then you try and emulate it then it makes you look like the fool. Yeah. So, all right. Well, um, that's great to see some, uh, we got some different point of views here. I could be hundred percent wrong. You know, for all I know, the revival may come in and be the best goddamn tag team we've ever seen. I don't know, but just from what I, I've just never been, I've been never able to get on the revival boat. Um, especially the little boulder, your guy, he's, he's, he's just so small and annoying. Uh, what's his name? Just Scott Dawson. Scott Dawson, yeah. I actually think the other guy has a chance. I like the way he wrestles, uh, Dash Wilder. Yep. Uh, he has a better look, and I it just he's so quiet. He really is going to have to work on some promos. You know, he kind of reminds me of like Henning's kid. Whatever happened to that dude? Oh man. Uh, actually, on YouTube they have a video of uh, Dawson's uh, gimmick over in NXT before they brought him up to the main roster. He was. And doing- was he a garbage man? He was doing a, he was doing some sort of southern uh, gimmick with Alexa Bliss. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's sort of it's sort of funny when you do see all those old NXT gimmicks or those old FCW things, and you're just like, <laughs> like John Cena, the prototype. <laughs> Batista was the Leviathan. Oh, like, come oh. on, guys. Right? <laughs> oh my goodness, and I, I can't remember what they had. Oh, just think of the crappy things. I remember Sammy Callahan when he was the computer hacker dude, like Solomon yeah. something. Like, oh, so Solomon Crow. Oh. Yeah, like so bad. You know, like I'm not a fan of, we've never been a fan of Sammy Callahan and his work, but uh, even that had to be embarrassing for him. <laughs> actually, Impact Wrestling, I, I had told you they had rebellion. Yeah. They actually followed uh, WrestleMania 36's uh, format because they had it over two nights. They had last week was night one and this week was night two. Did you watch any of it? I started watching uh, night one. Uh, uh, I'm going to go back and watch it and see like what, how it is. You don't have to because I was thinking we might cover it. But then as I went to go watch it, I'm like, no, my life's worth more than this. And I didn't bother. <laughs> oh, no. So um, <laughs> I think I would rather watch old episodes of Sailor Moon on Tubi. <laughs> than... <laughs> Sailor Moon? What? Sailor Moon. That's how much I would rather not watch Impact, guys. <laughs> I There's I all five it. seasons. I'll watch yes. that crap before I'll watch. <laughs> In fact, <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, fans. Uh, 
why don't you write in and tell us the wrestlers that you think would be great additions into um, AEW, the, the wrestlers who were released. We're curious about that. I mean, we don't know if there, there might even be more wrestlers coming in the future to be released. God, we hope not. But it could happen very easily. So we're, we're interested in that. And also tell us, too, on those things that you think, maybe you think Rusev is just overrided crap. Maybe you think the revival is. Maybe you think Sarah Logan is. Tell us what you think. We're, we're really interested in what you fans have to say about this because uh, that's the best part of the show, us talking about our own opinions. And, and I'm, I'm just curious about what your guys' opinion is. But I want to take the time now to go into uh, our probably main part of our show a lot is AEW, all right? We're going to look today at uh, the AEW Dynamite show. Now, first of all, uh, we always start the show and we say to each other, guys, did you think it was that great of a show? Did you think it wasn't that great of a show? Anton, what did you say at the beginning? How did you feel? I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, Elio, how did you feel? Um, I didn't enjoy it uh, that much. Uh, I thought the opening match and the last match were good. So it was bookended by two good matches, uh, but the rest of it, not so much. I didn't enjoy okay. it as much. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say this. Uh, you definitely hit the head. That the first match was very good. The last match, I'm not sure if I liked the last match as some of you guys might have thought. I, I don't know. It seemed overly long to me for some reason. Hmm. Um, but I guess um, my problem with it is I liked last week's because it had a new, fresh approach. But I was also there to say that the content wasn't the greatest last week, but it was a good enough approach that it made me win over NXT because I felt something fresh and new. Unfortunately, this week felt like, you know, when you open up something that's fresh and new, and you're like, yeah, right? When you open that same thing a week later and it's the same thing, not so fresh and new. So because it wasn't as fresh and new, it didn't come off as much. Now, that being said, it was not a terrible show. There were some interesting, fun things in it. Um, and I, I know the guy, I know Tony over at POV hates us for this, but the bubbly bunch continues to make me laugh. And we're going to go over uh, that I enjoyed segment. it again. Yeah. That, that, that melee or whatever it was yeah. they had. The, the they had, was it? The Manitoba. Manitoba. Manitoba, Manitoba melee. melee. Jungle Boy. They had, uh, oh, who else? They had the Vicky Guerrero was there. So we'll, we'll definitely, <laughs> we're, we're going to, we're going to uh, cover that. And it was, there was so much stuff, uh, there was so much stuff going on in there. And uh, so let's start off with the show, okay? Uh, we opened up. I did actually like this opening kind of idea of having the contrasting views of the two wrestlers for the first match. Yes. Uh, back and forth. And I don't mean like, here's a package of Cody. Here's a package of Darby. No, it was like intertwined. It's like they took the two packages and went back and forth. And in doing so, it painted a really cool contrast, I felt. Uh, what did you guys think of that kind of uh, way to weave in the two stories? Uh, Elio? Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed uh, the, the, op the opening package. I enjoyed the way it was done, mm -hmm. the way they combined both stories, both styles. So it was well done. Good way to open the show. Okay. And? Um, for me, I enjoyed it also. Uh, I like how, you know, we saw, I guess, the contrasting views of both Cody and Darby going into the match, them, mm -hmm. you know, getting into, uh, how would I word it, getting into, you know, what makes them most qualified to be the champion, mm -hmm. as well as their 
Oh gosh, I'm, I'm losing my losing my train of thought. But anyway, you slice it. It was you know, mm-hmm. getting into their attributes as well as their, I guess, the opposites in reference to one another, pointing okay. out the pros and cons of each other. Okay. And then you know, um, yeah, I thought it was just a great way to uh, open or oh, segue into the eventual match. Okay, well, let's do that now. Let's segue into the match and end. What did you think of this opening bout? I found it to be a fun match. Um, I think one thing that stood out to me was that moment when Darby charged after Cody. And mind you, Cody was looking at Brandy. He turns in the direction of Darby and throws Darby into Brandy. And I know, you know, typically that's usually an accidental moment where, you know, a manager is involved in that type of collision. But for Cody to know where Brandy is, then throw Darby into her anyway. It was like, hmm, okay, I wonder where this is going. Yeah, that, that, that was like, you know, that going to cause some sort of friction between yeah, the two? A shade of a turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, hmm, where are they going with this? But mm-hmm. it was a nice opener. I did, it was predictable, of course, for, mm-hmm. you know, when you say, when you, you know, so going back to the lack of freshness, if you will, yeah. it was predictable that Cody was going to win, but I liked the ending because the way the whole thing went down with the coffin drop, mm-hmm. The way it happened is like everything ran into each other. So I actually yep. thought Darby Alley got the pin. So I kind of marked out a little bit. I was like, <laughs> wow, Darby won. And then when I hear Cody's music playing, oh, wait, Cody won? And then uh-huh. when he showed the replay, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I guess for me, um, I thought it was a really great match. It had a lot of uh, a lot of that high octane stuff that Darby Allen does, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, it was so funny, too, because at the end of the match, I was like, what? Who won? Like, you know, that part was cool. Yeah. But then when I seen the the, the, the replay, mm-hmm. all I could think of my mind is, okay, and this is the, 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 the too much of a thinker part of me, okay, is like, so let me get this straight. Darby Allen wrestles the shit out of himself, but then he just does a sloppy back thing where a guy can just roll him over and hold him for three counts. Right. Like, it wasn't even he, – he was holding him. It was like a backslide almost. Yeah. Nobody was with a backslide. So I'm like, man, Darby, you look kind of dumb at the end of this. I like how it worked, though, the whole thing of, oh, he got the win. No, he didn't. Yes, that part. Right. But in yeah. my mind, I just – I wish they could have made it more of a tricky thing and not made – Darby looked like such a rube because he kind of did. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it 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 played off. It it had a great thing in the first part. Like when I saw, it, I was like, "Whoa, whoa, who won? Oh, whoa, yeah." Oh, oh, and can we talk about how timid Cody was when doing that coffin drop? It was so clear in the body language of it all. He, oh, he was rather careful with it. Well, it's the scariest. I, I make fun of this move all the time because yeah. what kind of idiot's going to just jump into the thing? Who knows it's where it, it's scarier when you're on the top rope and you're falling to, out to the yeah. outside. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like Darby Allen obviously doesn't give a crap about his body because he just does it, right? But yeah, you're right. Co- Cody looked like he was he was producing a brick in his pants while he was doing it because he was just like, oh, please, God, somebody don't let me die. Yeah. <laughs> pretty funny. Pretty funny. Um yeah, and what did you think, uh, Elio, overall? Yeah, no, uh, overall, this was a good opening match. Uh, like you, like both of you said, I was like, surprised at the end. I was like, wait, who won? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it did have its effect. Yeah, yeah. It, it did what it set out to do. I, I guess I, I, I kind of wish now they hadn't actually shown us. I wish they showed us a different angle of the, of the pin. Because then it wouldn't look like so obvious how easy it would have been for him after all he's done to get out of that. Right. You know? So that, that for me was the only weird part. Um, 
All right, so, uh, <laughs> okay, we come to the, I guess, uh, part two of uh, Scorpio Sky's little kind of uh, interview thing. I found this interesting. I mean, we've had Scorpio on the show before. He's, he's, uh, he's a good guy. Uh, it was interesting to uh, see him talk about this. I did have my, um, my thought about, uh, he talked about how things got so much better when he started the whole, this is the worst town thing, right? Which is extremely on with the fans. But then I thought in my mind, they don't even let him do it anymore. It's been forever since we've seen him do it, despite the fact they've been wrestling quite a bit. So that, that to me was like one of those revisionist, revisionist history, I guess, or, or a weird look at something like that. Uh, you guys have anything to say on this interview or? Um, I like how he, you know, told the story of how uh, SCU came to fruition and how, you know, he kind of felt pressure joining the group because he was the least experienced of them all. But, you know, Daniels and Kazarian were able to embrace him and he grew as the wrestler as a result of their uh, mentorship, if you will. And I like how he concluded the promo by suggesting that, you know, when it's all said and done, he wants to be an expletive uh, legend. So that was dope. Okay. I, I just want to throw this out there, fans. Um, after I did interview uh, Scorpio Sky a couple of years ago, I spent some time with him, like probably a half hour, hour uh, after a show, just hanging out. And he is totally cool, lax guy. He, he mm -hmm. really is what you were seeing on there. You know, some guys mm -hmm. can put on the show and blah, blah, blah. He was a really humble, nice guy. And, you know, I remember saying to him, when he told me he'd been wrestling 15 years and he was still at the level he was at, I was just like, how is this possible that no one's looked at you? And he's like, I don't know, man, you know, hopefully someday somebody will give me a chance. And it was just like, wow. Cause he was like, he was the head, head above everyone on the entire wrestling card that night that I mm. saw him. Like he stood out like, Oh wow. Look at wow. that guy. What's he doing here? You know, it, you know, you know, you see good when you're at an indie show and you look at one of the guys and go, why is he here? He's better than this. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And he, he definitely was, but he didn't carry himself as any kind of jerk or any kind of... So when I heard him talking in this interview, I was like, this is exactly him. I mean, yeah, you go yeah. back and listen, listen to the interview I do with him. It's exactly the same way he talks and the way he, the things he talks about. So uh, I did enjoy that. Next, I got a laugh out of this one. And I'm going to let Ant go on this one. MJF. <laughs> MJF has nicked himself shaving, so he can't come this week. <laughs> he just got over, apparently, it sounds like a hangnail. He wouldn't really say it, but now he has the hardest... <laughs> nail that his doctor's ever seen uh, mentioning about not having to get on a disease filled flight <laughs> to get there and do you get the feeling MJF doesn't really want to come wrestle right now <laughs> I definitely get that sense um, and then even just looking at the promos as a whole every time MJF has got on the mic ever since you know AEW came to what well, Dynamite came to fruition He's always entertaining. These last two promos, I walked away with a eh, type of feeling. You know what I mean? I've heard him do better. And so my hope is that he's not trending, you know, in the wrong direction or heading into some sort of downward spiral when it comes to his mic skills. So I'm looking forward to him bouncing back and getting to that place that made me, you know, 
Interesting. Buying into him yeah. as a legitimate heel. Well, I think problem with this is with MJF, his interviews are great, but they have to be interlaced with wrestling. He has to come across as that chicken shit heel who mm. does something terrible, runs away. So when he's only just talking after a couple of weeks, it's just like, oh, it's just a guy bitching about something again. And I think he really needs, I'm, thank God he's getting in the ring next week yeah. because he will lose that momentum if he doesn't do something devious or shitty or whatever, right. like he usually does right. to feed into what his uh, interviews are. You can only eat so much. Uh, you can only eat so much steak before you go. Yeah, fuck. Can I have a burrito? You know. Like, <laughs> you know? And, and, and with him, it makes you know. Uh, there's a question to be begged, if you will, yeah. because remember after he beat Cody and you know closed out 2019, he was billed as the number one contender for the heavyweight championship. Would it be the case upon his return, or will he somehow have to? all over again to work himself back to that place. So. Well, I did notice they didn't really have one of those top uh, 10 contender things this week. So right. <laughs> good, <laughs> good, good question. Good question. All right. Uh, moving on. We got, um, let's see, we got, uh, we got some hype up for the Lance Archer thing. What did you guys think of um, once again, Taz doing the uh, descriptive breakdown of Archer's maneuver? Elio, how did that, how did that grab you? Um, that one, uh, that was pretty good. I enjoyed the way he was describing it, mm -hmm. and like the effect that it has uh, when it, when Archer executes it. Okay, and and Ant, what, what do you th do? You think these uh these uh things are, are still effective? Are they really giving us an insight and a promo of to what uh, a legitimizing maybe of what we're seeing? So far, they are. Still effective, I think. So. I just felt like this week it was limited in comparison to Kenny Omega's last week because there were two moves to discuss. This yeah. is Archer's one, and considering the move basically was hold a guy up and drop him down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't it's, seem like a lot of scientific no, merit going into it's this. Pretty much the reason was that <laughs> kind of yeah, but but even yeah. then, it really breaks down to Elio as you lift a guy up over your head and drop him yeah. down. Yep. Uh, unlike where we were seeing locks and, and you know, descriptions of like <laughs> different leverages and stuff, and it did come across is. as a little shallow. Right, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of little shallow, and maybe you guys are going to disagree with me on this one, but um, Wardlow is not doing it for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, thought, I, I thought I was the only one. I'm like, uh, I'm not seeing it with Wardlow. <laughs> he's reminding me of that dude, Ridge Holland. Like, I. Yo. That's the big dude who doesn't really do a lot. Um, he comes out, fights somebody named Musa. Musa? Musa. Musa. Musa, who I'm going to say, when I wasn't paying attention for a second and I forgot for a second what I was doing, I thought he looked like Scorpio Sky for a minute. <laughs> he had the same kind of style of uh, trunks and stuff. You know, I was like, oh, wait, that's not Scorpio Sky. Since they're in uh, QT Marshall's yep. uh, gym, I wonder if these are some of uh, his. Uh, oh, yeah, these are totally yeah, all yeah. QT Marshall's guys that are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trainees, uh, including uh, what's that guy's name? Pineapple Pete. Pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, Wardlow, they're really trying to push him as a monster, and they're gonna have to do something because there are times I think in a ring where you see a guy do something and it takes away the mystique. Okay. When Wardlow got in there and started taking his um, his trunk uh, like the top of his tights, and he was like moving them like suspenders. Holy crap, he went from tough big guy to Hick Farmer. Mr. Mayhem. In my mind. Is that what they call him? Mr. Mayhem? Yeah, I 
I don't know what they're doing with Wardlow, but they better do something better. Okay. Yeah, uh, we right. seen we seen this exact character on MLW who's now Logan Creed. Remember MJF had another yeah. big dude watching him there and that failed miserably. How do they think this is going to work? Can this work Ant, or should they just try and really package this guy something else? Cause let's face it. He has a big look. He's a big dude. Yeah. I think it can, but there has to be an evolution in his opponents. You can't keep throwing us these logo talents week after week. Like right now mm -hmm. I'm cool with it, but I guess maybe right around the time of double or nothing, or maybe just mm -hmm. a little before double or nothing, if we don't see an improvement in talent and he's just running through local talent, then yeah, it's going to get stale for him. Okay. And obviously, Elio, you, uh, you were piping in, you kind of not seeing a lot in him right now, are you? Uh, no. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Sometimes, you know, we get stuff like, okay, let's first, let's do the bubbly bunch. I know Tony's going to hate this, but uh, once again, I thought they took the bubbly bunch to a whole new direction again. <laughs> That's what freshness is. You have an idea and you change it slightly. You don't just run with the same thing. The first week of the bubbly bunch, they did this kind of one thing. The next week, it slightly changed with that whole dance thing going on. Yep. This week, we got the Manitoba massacre. Manitoba melee. Melee, yes. Yeah. Now, I got to say, what a funny idea. Everyone hitting the camera and shooting off to some other wrestler. Some of them you didn't expect. I mean, there was Jay and Silent Bob was in there. <laughs> um, who's that That big, uh, the big fat Mexican comedian? Uh, uh, Fluffy. I forget his Fluffy. real name, but yeah. he's known as Fluffy. And was that Lou Ferrigno or Disco? It was, yeah. yeah. It was Lou yes, Ferrigno, okay. I marked out when I saw Lou Ferrigno. Make no mistake about it. And then to end it with Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> Oh my. <laughs> out of the ears of Jericho. I'm sorry, uh, Tony, uh, Rick. This was funny. It this was, was funny. And it was original because I've never seen anyone do this before. And it was a fun time. I don't want to see this every week. If this happens next week, it's done. <laughs> as a standalone this week, this was some funny stuff. Yeah. Fluffy. Ga Gabriel Iglesias. Gabriel Iglesias. Gabriel Iglesias, yeah. So are we agreement that the, the, the bubbly bunch was a good one? Or yeah. is any of you guys thought maybe it was a little yuck? It was a good one. My only question is, or, or my only issue is, I was expecting an excuse me from Vicky Guerrero. Then I thought about it. I was like, well, maybe WWE's <laughs> trademark. Me. I was so actually waiting for that, too. With, are you kidding me? Yeah. I, was, it, I, I was waiting for that one, too. <laughs> I guarantee you that it has been trademarked for yeah. now. Or okay. she would have used it. She yeah. would have used it. Yeah. Um, but funny, just so many goofy things. They slap the camera and Jungle Boy goes flying on a vine and it comes back and kills the camera. <laughs> right? I mean, they even, I don't know if you guys caught that, but that was Chris Jericho's dad in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that, yeah. yeah. You know, like some funny stuff. And I just can't get over Jericho right now. He is so goofy wearing the gloves, the full. I mean, he's on his exercise bike with a leather jacket, gloves, <laughs> and, and leather pants. Right. I mean, come on. <laughs> Um, I, I know I'm supposed to get tired of him, of his shtick, and think, you know, it's tired, worn up, but I don't think it is. It makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. it makes me laugh. Um, speaking about things that don't make me laugh, I'm still not sold on the best friends versus Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian with oh. orange, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy lurking about. Guys, um, you know what, Ant, do you want to go into this one or? Yeah, I guess I'm in a minority because I actually liked the match. I thought. It Tell was, me why. What, what did you uh, like about it, it? It was a mixture of 
fun and violence. I like that we, you know, I like the, 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 I guess the griminess, if you will, mm -hmm. of Sabian and, and Havoc. Havoc. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they pretty much beat them the majority of the match. I got a kick out of the flying chair to Orange Cassidy's head, which, you mm -hmm. know, rendered him useless the majority of the match. More useless. Back more useless. <laughs> I don't want to say more useless because we can see that he wrestled. He was just useless. He was rid of useless just at that moment. Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they were winning the majority of the match. I actually thought they were going to get the win. I thought it would have been cool if they got the win. But mm -hmm. it seems like there may be some sort of push coming for the best friends to what capacity. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, but they mm -hmm. kind of been on the roll as of late. So They have. They have. You know, that, and featured that, a uh, lot. Say that again? And featured a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have been. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, like, I can't lie, I like the ending, you know, with the, man, the name of the move, I don't care for the awful waffle, like, really, that's the name? <laughs> the awful waffle. <laughs> yeah, but to do so, that sounds like a really bad ego. <laughs> right. Then it would be all egos are pretty awful. But anyways, yeah. yes. <laughs> the special that you don't want it out of. Like, come on, what is that? Yeah. But um, overall, I, I enjoyed the match, and I did like the ending. And, you okay. Know, it played out decently for me. Um, I guess I knew that the best friends were probably going to go over because they uh -huh. kept pushing how Jimmy Havoc has got – apparently he started a feud that we've never seen because they've never shown us this, but they kept referencing that him and that Luther guy from FMW, the 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 Chinese the, – the Japanese wrestler who's the hardcore dude's been hanging around. He was even in the melee guy. That he was the guy with yeah, the, the rap on him. Oh, okay. That, that, he was yeah. in the Nightmare Collective. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they're referencing a, an ongoing feud, yet we've never seen them really? even meet each other. I've which never is heard of hilarious. this. Yeah. I've heard this feud. What? But hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're showing it on dark. I mean, none of us Ooh, have no. that oh, okay. have that little of a social life. We're gonna watch that crap. <laughs> that dumb. <laughs> Maybe that's you know what I'm gonna make it my mission to look back and see if try and research if we can find if there is something going on there. Um, yeah, I mean, don't want to be the meanie. Yes, I do. I do want to be the meanie. Did you not see how crappy that looked though? Uh, Chucky Taylor's reverse pile driver looked like shit. It looked like uh, Havoc's head was nowhere even near the mat, let alone anything else. It just looked sloppy and. Mm -hmm. I, I really wish that I, I I would go with Orange Cassidy and Trent. <laughs> Turn on Chucky e. T. Cut the Deadwood. <laughs> Make them that the best be friends. You know. But uh, yeah, um, it was like I said. I, I there's too much in this kind of match, and maybe that's my prejudice. Is the fact Jimmy Havoc is this skinny, goofy dude who just is not a good wrestler who just does hardcore garbage. Yep. So he, he taints it when he gets on there. Chucky e. T, I see, is very sloppy, and he's always puffing and puffing, so out of shape in there. Um, I just, I just, it just, just a turn off for me. When there's two teams and half the wrestlers on there, and they're on opposite teams, are just not what I would want to watch, then it's, it's kind of hard, you know? Yes. Uh, I, I think Trent gets dragged down a lot by this. And Kip Sabian... My God, man, you're starting to get a push. Cut out Havoc now. That dude is just going to drag you down to hardcore garbage or ridiculousness. He, he's not a wrestler. He can't run with you. That's you know? a legitimate concern, especially when he was just involved in a TNT championship tournament. And I'm yeah. like, that would not be a good anchor to put on Sabian if you're trying to push him as a legitimate 
second tier single star. Exactly. That's quite the step down when you really think about it. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, okay. This one's for you, Ant. You finally got it. You got number two of why, of how to be a role model. I know you were questioning last couple of weeks ago. You were upset that there was only one thing. They gave you number two this week. But I, and as funny as it was, I don't understand why Britt Baker is now all of a sudden attacking the one person who's been talking nice about her ever, <laughs> Tony Schiavone. She took the time to make fun of every little thing was all directed at poor Tony Schiavone. Uh, what did you guys think? What did you think of the segment? Ed? Did it work for you? It did work for me. And I, I was pleasantly surprised of every time that Britt Baker has been behind the microphone. This is the one time that I've actually enjoyed it. Nothing seemed forced mm. or unconvincing or uncomfortable. It just came off natural. Now, I'm not saying this was something out of the Dusty Road School of no. promo cutting, but it just worked for me. It worked for me. Elio, do it work for you? Yep. I yes. really, really enjoyed this uh, promo. Oh, she works as a heel. As a heel, yeah. And, yeah. and guys, okay, I read some stuff, some backstage stuff, like some interviews she's been doing. Do you know who she's crediting right now as the person who inspires the character she's doing right now? No. Any ideas? I'll give you a hint. This person is in AEW, who she's patterning herself after and who's her inspiration for her character. Take one guess each. Think of a heel and who do you think it might be? Hmm. Elio, just name any of the heels that you think it could be. That she's any of the heels. Um, and as soon as I say it, you guys are going to go, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I can't. Okay. No. Aunt? Sammy Guevara? No, but you're close. Chris Jericho. Oh. She went back and looked at old Chris Jericho uh, tapes of him doing some of his, I, I should have known that because I heard the I, I heard the interview on this podcast too. Damn it! Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> she has been saying how his kind of work is what has inspired her to do the work she's doing, and it's working. It's it's actually working really well. Um, boy, I almost don't even want to talk about Brody Lee versus Marco Stunt because not only was it <laughs> as crappy as we all thought it was going to be, no, I didn't like. It meant that. nothing. And he just told me like manhandled the guy, the kid. Yeah, and what was kid, the point? He was a kid. Yeah, and uh, what was the point? I mean, Marco Stunt had not had. There was no way in hell they were going to let him win whatsoever. So why did he want this? He got no measure of revenge whatsoever. He got in, took a beating, and the worst part is it meant nothing because what does Brody Lee gain by beating up a man who's like five foot two and forty six pounds? I didn't even know this was a this was a feud or whatever. I don't know. Oh, it's just some, it's the, the old game of something happened last week. So that's, you know, yeah. um, what do you think, Ant? Was this, was this a waste of time or was this, uh, um, was it having creeps behind it? Served the purpose in a sense of elevating Brody mm-hmm. as a heel, running through yet another person. But I think something more meaningful could have came off if, say, Luchasaurus ran out and made a save and you could have had, a dark a work order, Jur- Jurassic yeah. Express feud of sorts. But since we haven't seen either stable in God knows how long, then, mm-hmm. you know, again, for the most part, purposeless. Okay. All right. And finally, now we come to the main event of the show. Um, Lance Archer, uh, Dustin Rhodes, the winner of this will go on to face Cody Rhodes. First of all, did anyone in the world think that Dustin was really going to win this? Guys? No. No. Absolutely not. 
don't think so. Um, that being said, um, for me, I'm going to say that this main event felt a little flat for me. I thought maybe, maybe if it was shorter, I mean, the whole point was that Archer, like just in the end, he destroyed Dustin, you know, it was a semi DQ match. No, it was just a regular match. Oh, because I when the because I when they were using a chair. Yeah, well, welcome to AEW. <laughs> referees around. Like, There's no logic in what these I people mean, like, do. When, like he, when he cracked Dustin Rhodes in the head, and uh, he, he, he had the camera on Dustin Rhodes, I'll see all the blood down his face. Well, yeah, but then the referee went like, oh, "What was that over there? <laughs> oh, so did something happen, guys? Did I? Hear? Oh, I didn't hear a chair. No, oh, the most lenient brand of officiating <laughs> in wrestling history." Well, I got to say, one thing I, I, I should have thrown that out there and I brought up for this was when they were talking about people released from the WWE, uh, one website was saying that, uh, you know, who they should hire is the referee they let go, Mike Chota, because <laughs> at least they could Kyoto, teach, right? yeah, Mike Chota, they could teach, he could teach the, ref, the refs how to actually ref a match. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Uh now, you guys tell me what you think, but for, in my opinion, I felt, in my point of view, I really did feel it was way too long of a match that they could have gotten to what they wanted to a lot quicker. And, uh, I mean, seriously, they should have made this the opening match and had uh, had um, uh, the opening match, Darby Allin and, yep. and Cody as the main event would have been a much more exciting way to present that. Uh, how do you feel about this, Elio? Yeah, this match. Uh, I was looking at the, this match was going. I was looking at the clock, and it was it was nine fifty nine, and it was still going. Yeah. And I just felt it too long. Okay. Yeah. And how did you feel that? Um, like you, I feel like the matches could have been transposed, and if you have Archer uh, cut dusting open and then you know bash his head into the ring a couple of times and do something <laughs> to legitimately hurt him that then plays into the psyche of cody going into his match and then you have a story being told of how can cody psychologically function knowing that Ar archer has not only advanced to the championship but has you know uh significantly injured his brother how was he going to be able to get over that that would have told a better story than Mm -hmm. what we saw the match as a whole i was cool with i thought it was good but i agree that it could have been cut shorter um mm -hmm. it, if i'm not mistaken the match roughly started it was before 9 40 i want to say like yeah. 9 37 it went rather long yeah. Okay. so yeah it ran a little long but i do like the story that it told i like the whole never say die you know uh, a story mm -hmm. that dustin told in his match but we knew that archer was going to advance now, one, one thing I'm going to say here, and uh, this, I don't know if you guys caught this, but, you know, um, there's a big difference playing to a crowd and doing what they're doing now with no crowd, right? And I really think that Lance Arch looks extremely ridiculous with his entrance when there's no crowd like that. Like, if there's six guys at ringside, why would you run out and be like, and doing all that crap? It, it just, to me, it just came off as ridiculous. Uh, I would rather if he just kind of like he walked in the ring and then just started, you know, yeah, pumping that, himself up that, and getting ready. That's like with any with anyone. Like now, without a, a crowd, like mm -hmm. when you come out and you do all the theatrics, it's like, why are you doing it? It's like there's no one there. Well, that's the point is maybe they should start adjusting that mm -hmm. because why why would you stop and do those things if there's no one really there? Furthermore, yeah. who was the random person that Archer knocked 
out into the ringside oh, area. QT? Was, it, was, it, was it QT Marshall? Huh? Was it QT Marshall? No, that was some random guy. I've never seen him before. And I'm like, furthermore, why is he even within reach of Archer? I guess were they trying to tell a story of intimidation prior to the match? Or what? I guess to give him that dangerous about. thing, because remember yeah. last week, he, or was it two weeks ago, he hit the cameraman, the, the back secondary cameraman, yeah, knocked yeah, him yeah. over. Yeah. Um, I think that's just the thing is to show, like, uh, to me, I got the idea is like when he used to wrestle in New Japan, he'd come out and you give that thing where fans don't get close. This guy's too freaking dangerous. Right. Oh, yeah. So everybody, maybe that was the everybody idea. dies when they get close to him. Yeah, and, and I get it. It makes sense hitting a cameraman, hitting yeah. someone that's sitting on the face side of the yeah. empty arena, but just some random guy from backstage. Okay, let me punch him out, have him stumble outside, and then I'll beat him up some more before I start my match. Yeah, yeah I, I guess that's just that whole idea. He's so yeah. crazy, he does whatever. But I'm going to say this. I did enjoy just the sheer brutality of taking that claw and ramming Dustin's head in repeatedly yeah. into the thing till they stopped Agreed. the match Agreed. came across as, cause sometimes when you, you see a devastating move, but then you look closer and you see the guys kind of protecting the guy or, right. you know, something that's supposed to look tough and is a misdirection. I mean, the best example I could think of is last week when Matt's Warner was trying to put that guy, that guy was on fire and Matt's yeah, jumped yeah. on him and he was pretending to hit him. But if you looked, he really wasn't hitting him. He was trying to get the pat the fire out, but he was holding yeah. his fist. So it looked like he was, you know, trying to punch him when in fact he was just trying to protect the guy, you know, this didn't come across at all. It re- sincerely looked like he was taking Dustin's head and saying, I'm going to crack this shit until it's right. Dead. You know, so I am, I appreciate that. Um, let's take a look overall on this week's episode. If we have to mark, yes. And did I do, do something? We, do we at all care about Sean Spears versus Barry Black or no? <laughs> I didn't. That's why I skipped it. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if you were going to catch it. <laughs> Good. Someone, I, t- I totally skipped that one because I got to admit, he's so boring as shit. But you I totally did catch me. That happened. No, I, I actually didn't forget it. I, I yeah. have the whole rundown beside me and I wanted to yeah, see if right. I could. <laughs> All right, Ed. You obviously caught it. So you tell me what you got out of that match. Um, It wasn't. I guess what you would call a wrestling clinic or a match of the night candidate, but Mm -hmm. I guess it serves some sort of purpose in trying to give Spears an identity because how many weeks are we removed from the last mention of the search for a tag team partner? Yeah, I can't even remember the last time we saw that. Yeah, that went into absolute smoke, and now they're trying to make him, I guess, a legitimate singles competitor again, but yeah, he appears to be in booking limbo himself. So Yeah. We'll Sorry, I, I actually did. I was curious if one of the two of you were going to say anything because yeah. we all just watched it. Um, I just really don't have a lot to say about it because he's still, you know, I know this guy. I've seen him wrestle locally. Mm-hmm. I've seen him in small indie things, and he's a good wrestler. Yeah. But man, he is not coming across as anything on AEW to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, he may as well may not have mentioned him for what I saw tonight's show was like, I still get it. Now they're going back to mentioning him as the uh, chairman. I mean, no, I, no, no. I, I, I remember that he was on the show. I just didn't uh, remember who the, the opponent was facing. Okay, it was Baron. Or was his name Baron Black? Baron. Is it Barrett or Baron Black? One of the Baron. Two. Okay, okay. Now that you mentioned the name, yeah. Now that you said the name, I remember the name. Yeah. yeah. So if we're gonna look at the show as a whole on our uh, report cards from A plus down to D. Um, 
how are we going to rate this show this week, this guys? Uh, give me a quick like, I uh, really liked it. Give it a blah. I thought it was boring. Blah. Give me whatever it is your thing is. And we're going to start off with Ant. Um, I'll give it a B. B? Yeah. Okay. You thought it was a pretty good show. Not great, but good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Elio? I'm going to do it a C. A C? Uh, I'm going to give it uh, a C plus almost B. Um, just because it, it wasn't horrible. But at the same time, except for the Darby Allen match, the wrestling didn't really stick out this week. A lot of jobbers going on, um, a lot of questionable bookings, and guys who just kind of faded into nothing for me. No um, Matt Hardy this week. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I like Matt Hardy, but I really don't like his character. <laughs> He's count no, shocking. No, no. See, that's a, that's a good thing. No Matt Hardy. Yeah. Unfortunately, he is scheduled for next week. Yeah. So yeah. we'll it's save all our fight. bitching and griping till then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, okay, I guess that'll give us probably a C plus to be as, as our rating for this week's show. Okay. Um, fans, uh, like we said, we are always interested in what you have to say about the show. We were interested in what your point of views are. Uh, take the chance to write us in. Uh, Elio, tell the people all the places they can write because I only ever seem to remember um, Facebook. So on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram Wrestling POV One, and Twitter at Wrestling POV. All right. And you know what, fans? We are one of three shows on this network. Not only is there us, the boys of Global, who cover everything non WWE related, except for NXT UK, and. <laughs> We have the guys. We have the guys over at uh, WPOV Wrestling who cover all the in and outs of WWE and kind of fringe a bit on some AEW on us. But we also have our new third show where our good our co-host here at the Liberated does his MMA show. Quickly tell the people some more about the MMA show, buddy. Yes. So the newly installed show for POV Network is Mixed Martial Arts Point of View Podcast. It is myself and my new co-host my college buddy, Deontay, and we cover all things MMA, UFC, Bellator, One Fighting Championship. Uh, we give you a bit of everything from the MMA Hot Topic of the Week to the MMA POV Vault to uh, the newly instituted MMA POV Points game to uh, our final decision where we give a definitive opinion on matters involving MMA or whatever matter may be resonated within our hearts at the moment. So we're just trying to come forth and provide a reliable staple that MMA fans can look upon to get news and information on all things mixed martial arts. Well, and there you go, fans. Our network, there is three shows. We have Global, usually comes out on the Thursday, sometimes the Friday. Uh, we have our Wrestling POV, comes out on the Saturday. And Ant, when does your show usually drop roughly? The show will roughly drop anywhere between Sunday afternoon, no later than Monday afternoon. All right. And also keep up as uh, we try and write a, a regular column on uh, AEW, which uh, Ant usually will do. Uh, right now, I know that Elliot is going to take a bit of a break from uh, writing mm -hmm. his for NXT UK because who wants to read about a recap? You know? <laughs> I get that. Uh, but also, uh, every Monday or Tuesday, you'll find my MLW breakdown. Uh, so, but you know what? All these three shows that we just talked about, you can find them here, whatever you're listening to, but there's other places you can find us. You can find those shows on Facebook on WPOV Wrestling Show, our podcast, WPOV Podcast. Okay, you can find us on uh, iTunes, 
Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podbean. So uh, take the time. There's uh, some great shows. Put them on your favorite list. Like the show. Join on in. Join in the conversations. We care what you think about. Um, we're going to go to a quick break right now. Um, oh, yes, Ant. Real quick, if I could just jump in and make yeah. two announcements in reference to MMA POV. Yes. Uh, first thing, if you're looking for us on social media, we can be found on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast. But you'll still see posts in reference to MMA Matters. And then on Instagram and Twitter, we can be found at MMA POV Podcast. Secondly, um, UFC is really on this mission to get back to business as usual. And so their plan is to have four live events, one pay-per-view, three non-pay-per-view events, four live, four live events in the span of 15 days. And one of those Yikes. days... And one of those days where I'll be, you know, busy covering an event is mm -hmm. Wednesday, May 13th. So, unfortunately, I will not be available to cover that episode of AEW Dynamite. That's okay. I have learned from Rick. I have a puppet, and I'm going to pretend to be you. Okay. And you're like, what do you think, Ant? Oh, I've, really I've been practicing. I've been practicing. What do you think of that, Ant? <laughs> well, Tom. Well, I can't get the accent. <laughs> this might not work. <laughs> Going on. I was intrigued. I wanted to see how it played out. <laughs> uh, we're going to go to a quick break, folks. When we get back, we have a special interview with uh, Northwestern United States sensation wrestler Vince Steele. We're talking about a big dude. He is he's a 20-year veteran. He's a, We had a really good time talking some interesting stuff. It was him. a lot of fun. It was fun. It was fun. So we're going we're gonna to go to that interview. Uh, <laughs> Then we're going to come back. We're going to just spend a few minutes on MLW, and uh, we'll wrap up the show. So, folks, we'll see you after the break. So, TJ, did you know that uh, Wrestling TV has uh, T-shirts available? T-shirts? I did not know this. They do. They have. There's four T-shirts in uh, four different colors. You can find them at uh, prowrestlingtees.com backslash WPOV. Wait a sec. I'm wearing three of them right now. Oh, well. Well, I'm the fourth one. I know. Folks, check them out. Some great t-shirts, some great designs. Help support the guys at Wrestling POV. Maybe they give us money someday. I don't know. Help us. No, just kidding. Anyways, take that chance to look at that. Hey, folks. Welcome to another edition of Global. We are out there scouring the indie world, looking for some of the biggest names, guys who are on the on the show, making the big-time stuff. And speaking about big-time, I have the big-time... Lord of the Rings champion, is that correct? Uh, you got it Steel. all wrong, buddy. You got it all wrong. I am the big time pro wrestling Lord of the Rings heavyweight champion. Whoa. Soon, and, soon to be king of West Virginia. And that's Vince Steele. Vince, you know what? You're not only kidding. Like, fans who may not know who Vince Steele is, and I just got acquainted with this gentleman for the last little while. When he says big time, he also fits the bill big time. How big are you, Vince? I'm six foot six, 434 pounds. 434 pounds. I am glad I'm not. I know sometimes I can be a little annoying when I talk to guys and get out. I am glad we're across each other on the internet here because I don't need to be slapped around by a 400 pound dude. Uh, <laughs> well, you're good because I had, I had my dinner already, so you're good. <laughs> well, I got to ask, man. Champion, first of all, did they have a belt big enough for you? I mean, that's your, you're a massive man. Yeah, that, that, that's one of my problems I have to deal with. 
But I'm not, I'm even this title is not even I, I'm wearing I'm wearing the crown as the best big man in the business. I'm the Jurassic Juggernaut Vince Steele, 434 pounds of pure raw power. Now and I makes- love and I love and I love the fact that people can look at me and see something completely different. And these people are gonna find out why I'm so special and I'm so great that I call myself the best big man in the business. Best big man in the business. Well, you know what, folks? Um, he is definitely ranking right up there because when he says he's six foot six and 430 pounds, I know a lot of you would probably think, okay, I got to tell you guys, I've been to many wrestling matches and every company always has the one really big dude who just doesn't really do much. I mean, he stands there in the ring. People may bounce off him or something like that. But, you know, he gets winded walking out to the ring. He does nothing. But that's not this guy. This guy, wow, he does a lot of stuff you do not expect from a big man. Vincent, tell, tell the people, like, I mean, some of your matches have been things I would not have expected. And you said that. You don't get what people see out of you. You show them more. Tell yes. us some of the stuff you show. And that's the gift that I portray, that I hold, that I hold dearly to me, where I like to perceive as something that you may not believe. And that's what I am. I'm very believable. Trust and believe it. Because I am Vince Steele. I'm the best big man in the business. I can jump on the top rope just like a cruiserweight. I can fly high with the best of them. And I can ground and pound with the worst of them. Wow. Imagine a 430-pound man coming off the top ropes. You got me a bit scared. But let's talk, Vince. You know what? You've been around now in the wrestling world for... For what, 18, 19 years or so? Just I'm about to on my 19th year, yeah. Wow. So you have you've seen a lot, you've been in a lot of battles. How did you first of all get started in this whole crazy world of wrestling? I mean, what brought you in? Well, mostly um so I'm a fan at the game. Um, my first exposure to wrestling was in the t- typical way. And um, was it WWF? Was it NWA? It was actually Glow, Gorgeous Women in Wrestling. My first exposure to to professional wrestling, and um, and from there I was hooked. Now uh, you you see it. Tell us about that transition of going from Vince the guy to Vince the wrestler. What what happened? Did you did you go to training school? Did you did you walk in one day and somebody said, "Look at the size of this guy. Let's teach him." Like, how did you get started in this biz? Well, when I got started, where everybody starts, started backyarding, um, looking, watching the local television, finding local promotions that didn't, that I didn't even know they existed, finding out where they train at or where they go, you know, pretty much doing my my, get trying to get my foot in the door, end up finding the original doghouse out in Queens, New York, where they had the lights of um, low key, one eight seven homicide. Um, guys like that, um, Dan Moff, and and also all sorts of um characters. Well, that's a, that's some great pedigree there. And so, you, you know, how long did it take before you really got transitioned into being a full time wrestler? Like, obviously, I know guys start out the beginning. They start a few training matches. They get their foot in the water. When was the? How long did it take before you're like, "Yep, this is me, man. I am the wrestler." Well, it took me six months to get all the basics set. Um, but to be totally honest, you were not going to get everything right away mm-hmm. overnight. It's going to take months. It's going to take years. 
Um, I I was at a when I first started, I was at the point of just shutting up and just taking notes and listening to everyone. Hmm. Who who do you feel has been like a a big uh, um, like an inspiration? Who who's guided you or been mentoring you in the past? Who who do you really credit to having you becoming the wrestler you've become? One of the promoters I actually worked for um, named Mike Morgan in um, American Championship Entertainment based out of New Jersey. Um, I've been wrestling for him for about 12 years now. And um, I learned a lot business-wise because um, Doghouse didn't stay open um, long enough for me to learn the business aspect of, of it, like being in the Indies, how, how to look for work and everything like that, especially after everything had changed by the time I, I was able to be an independent wrestler um that's where pretty much um Vince came out with the home entertainment licenses had or was was revoked and you were able to just go and be a per, be, be a personality mm-hmm. and um that was like one, one 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 of the things and then learning learning from that the that pedigree from Mike Morgan business wise how to make money and stuff like that. Now, you know, you were obviously gifted with, with a lot of size, which is great in wrestling. Um, would you say that in your journey, has it been the, the more theatrical aspect that's been harder or the more physical part? What's been the harder part of the wrestling for you? And, and what do you think you excel at the most? Well, like I was saying, it, it took time mm-hmm. and my body to get used to and a, and a lot of training and a lot of practicing to even be comfortable where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, I, it, it took years to really get 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 the niche of things and how things really work, and to to be able to storytell with your body, and also with your words when you cut promos. Mm-hmm. Now, we've you've mentioned before about actually being vet, rather um, like coming off the top rope and stuff like that. Did you ever assume, like when you first got started and being such a large guy, did you actually think? man, I'm going to be the dude who jumps off the top rope. And, and when the ha- first time you did it, what was that like? Was it, was that, what kind of exhilaration was that? Well, I was always an adventurous kid. I, 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 like, I like roller coasters and everything like that. So jumping off the top rope was, was a rush. And it's, especially when you get to do it in, in, in a room full of people and they're all at awe because this guy is so big and so sloppy, he can fly gracefully in the air. <laughs> now i know we talked in the beginning um we had you talk in like your current uh character that you're using is who's a rather rather the devious uh heel type but you've also spent a lot of your career more of a tweener where you've also been the guy on the good guy side sometimes on the bad guy side what do you prefer as you're going through your career what, what, what has been the more f- the funnest aspect is it communing with the fans is it getting the fans riled which one I think you say both both has their both, both of them have a meaning. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a heel, you get to conduct the, the story that's being told in the ring. And as a baby fa- face, it's convincing the fans that you're 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 taking so much punishment and you have and you need their help so they can get you up and you can prevail and, and, and get that one, two, three with their help and believing in you. Excellent. Now, I did notice when I was like researching some of your career and stuff like that, I did notice you've spent a lot more time as a singles wrestler and not too much in like tag team situations. Um, can you can you think back to like a tag team you really enjoyed being in 
or is it do you just really just prefer to be a singles guy? Well, my my favorite tag team that I was in that I, that actually was cut short was with um with um Smith James for formerly known as Bull Dempsey, mm-hmm. and um we 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 ended up doing this program for eight months and um we we built it all the way up to where we were gonna we got the tag titles and once we got the tag titles right after our first defense he tells me that um they offered him a job in NXT. <laughs> you can't be mad with such a great opportunity that's for sure yeah. <laughs> now uh who are some of the big name guys you've got to compete against i mean there must be guys that you've really like some of your heroes that over those years that's like yeah i got a chance to fight that dude well i i, I in the beginning of my career um really didn't have that much like until, until after um my original school closed i started venturing off um I was I was able to get splashed by Jimmy Snooker. Wow, um, that was cool. Um, but like, actually, guys, I got in the ring with was actually later on in my career. I actually got those opportunities, like um, guys like MVP, um, Carlito, um, the Sandman, Sabu, Crowbar, and um, I don't know if you guys know uh, Puerto Rican sensation um, Apollo. He yes. was um, yes, yeah, on I, TNA. Um, me and him had an awesome match back in uh, 2014. And, boy, he was so surprised that I was able to leapfrog him and dive to the outside. So he was so surprised about that. That That is I'm, – I'm so – I love it when people bring up stuff that just make me smile. I remember Apollo, and I was always just so surprised that he never really broke out further or that he just kind of disappeared so quick. But, man, I used to love that dude when I used to watch TNA back uh, in the day. To, to me personally, I think it was the language barrier with him trying to speak English. His 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 English was very broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that always will hold you back with the with the audience, especially back then. Maybe a little easier today, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's amazing. So, who is okay? Who is your all time favorite uh, opponent? What's a, the best match you've ever had? Who would it have to be, in your opinion? As, as a re- recent, um, my, my 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 whole feud with um with CCW's um Cha Cha Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we have we have we have two matches up. Um, we have a highlight video from one, and there's the actual the match, the last one that we had, and both matches told a great story, and we've been drawing good money out in Florida with that. So, you know, it, that that feud alone helped boost up attendance and where we wrestle out of Florida. And a lot of people are coming to see just that match. Wow! Now you said it was up. Is it available on YouTube at the moment? Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, just type just, just type in my name, Vince Steele, and all the videos of, of me is up there. Excellent. There's nothing personally from me, but it's from other people. <laughs> <laughs> it it sounds like you know you you've had such a, a long career, and you know things are still going great. Let's talk a little bit about this championship you cur- currently hold right now. Um, what's your involvement with this company? How how did you get started with these guys, and and what's it like to be their champion right now for big time? Well, it, it, it's great because um, West Virginia has that that old school NWA Crockett feel to it. The crowd is like very in, into the shows, and um, you know it, the simplest things to get a pop. And it, 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 I felt like a rock star when I, as soon as I, I approached it. The promoter is very good, Fred, Freddie Cordell, one of the best promoters, pays me well, well, well. And um, takes good care of me while I'm out there. 
So I'm like, you take good care of me. I'm gonna try my best. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna get. I'll kill myself to get to to get that pop out there. Now you obviously uh, you're the champion there. I know. Like, hey, we got to admit that you know it's hard with this coronavirus thing killing crowds and all this crap right now and what bad timing you get this championship you're you know you're all set to go and obviously this is going to hold things back a bit but when this is all said and and done and cleared up do you, do you plan to be with big time for a while you want to stay in the, in west virginia's uh, scene for for a while well if, if if it's open if it's open for me to be there for a little while more then i'll i'll, I'll take the chance if if I have to go early, earlier than, than than expected, then so be it. But um, right now I'm enjoying my time there. I'm enjoying the pay that I'm making out there, because it's one of the highest paid places that I'm wrestling at right now. And um, nice. it's, it's cool. I, 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 I like the people. The promoter does a very good job promoting and stuff like that. So I'm I'm very I'm very grateful for that. Well, you know what? One thing that I, I find uh, really nice and humbling is is uh, the way you talk of promoters and the fans and stuff like that. And I know there's probably people who are going to look at this and they're going to see, uh, look, hopefully look you up on YouTube. Now, before uh, we get a chance, let's throw out there all your social media stuff. How can fans get a hold of you? Do you have Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook? What links and things would you want sent out there? Well, Facebook, of course, on Facebook.com slash Vince Steele, or you get up my fan page, the Jurassic Juggernaut. Mm -hmm. um, Instagram, I'm, I, I use Instagram a lot, um, at Steel Vince. That, that's spelled S-T-E-L-E-V-I-N-C-E. -E -E. Okay. Um, Twitter, I'm, has, I've been trying to get used to Twitter, but it's just yeah, so boring to me. <laughs> I have one up. I check it from time to time. Um, that's the remix V still. Okay. And that's, that's about it for social media. Now, where is the best way for promoters who may be listening to this and want to get a chance to, uh, to contact you or to book you? Where is the best address or thing for promoters to use? Um, Facebook. I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of my business through Facebook. Um, I, I ask for promoters if they're looking for new talent. Mm -hmm. um, promoters, that, that's that's one way they can get in contact with me, and then um, we'll do, we'll start with an opening introduction, and if it goes good, we'll lead on to more with telephone numbers or personal emails and stuff. That's excellent. Well, you know what, fans, and especially promoters, I don't know a guy who's six foot six, four hundred thirty pounds, comes off the ropes. I want to see that. I want to see more of that in my local. Thing. I'm entertaining. Also, I can make you laugh. I can make you cry. I'm I I I'll put a hundred and ten percent, and in any form of of performer I will be that night. So you know, just believe you'll get your money's worth when you, when when you're discussing the the Jurassic Juggernaut Vince Steele. Well, there you have it, folks. The Jurassic Juggernaut Vince Steele. Take a look. Take a look at those links. Look on YouTube. See what this guy's all about. See why we wanted to have him on the show. And uh, want to thank you, Vince, for coming on with us. And we look forward to seeing what great things you still have to come with. Same here. Thank you so much for your time also. Well, I got to tell you, man, that was a really fun interview with Vince Steele. Uh, the first time I've actually got to talk to him personally. And, man, he came across as a... I liked it. You know, we started off the interview and he was in character being yep. this big, scary, mean dude. But he then scared he started... me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, and then I liked the fact that we went from there to like talking about uh, 
the kind of guy he is, the stuff he, he does it. And you could just tell the love of wrestling in this guy. I mean, yep. you know, he was just basically like, you know what, promoters, I will give you 150%. You book me and I'm going to give people a show. You know, uh, I'm not kidding. I mentioned this in this interview. I don't know how many times I've gone to like independent wrestling places. And there's always like, like the big slobby fat guy who might be there and he's their giant and he does nothing. You go in the ring and maybe he does one or two moves, hit somebody. Just like, um, who was that guy in the WWE, the big tall Indian dude who never did jack? Uh, with the bad knees. Kali, the great oh, Kali. Remember how useless that dude used to yep. be when he wrestled? Yeah. Um, I've seen that in a million places. You don't get that out of Insta. You get a guy who works. No. And if you want to see, if you want to actually see this guy in action, uh, there's a couple of videos of his matches up on YouTube. You just look yep. up Vince Steele. So yeah, I looked forward to the look at I, you know when I saw research on him, I was like, I'm looking forward to this. Sat down. You never know what you're going to expect when you get into one of these interviews. What's mm -hmm. the guy going to be really like? I've interviewed guys who come across as dicks. I've interviewed guys who come across as humble. He came across as a pretty humble dude who I I thought this is a dude I'd like to hang out with too. So chalk went up for Vince. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. We have scheduled this week. Me and Elio alone have three interviews coming up that we are scheduled to be doing right away i think actually four sorry four four, um, four interviews with wow. by by tuesday we'll have, have four new interviews in the can we're probably going to try and do one or two of them next week uh, i do know we have uh hotshot danny dugan who is uh, a big time wrestler from the central uh, manitoba area of uh of canada who is also a promoter and who has one of the biggest touring companies within canada okay. deals with a lot of legends he's been on raw a couple times he's been on impact he's He's a, he's a guy I don't understand who hasn't been signed. He's a big, good-looking, tough wrestler who's a really smart dude. I mean, he's holding this company for a while. We're going to be talking to him about all sorts of stuff. I know our old friend Sheik Akbar Shabazz. We've got an interview with him coming up. Um, I also, I'm very excited about this. We have an uh, interview that we've got scheduled with uh, MLW announcer AJ Kirsch. And we're going to talk yep. about his involvement into wrestling, his insights about MLW itself, you know, Definitely an upcoming, uh, up and coming promotion that uh, I've been very excited with, and I know Elio, you have, and hopefully we're slowly yep. dragging Ant in there. Hopefully he's going to see some of what we see. Um, but yeah, that's going to be very interesting. And a a very uh, a longtime veteran by the name of Andy Anderson, who wrestled, he has wrestled the last couple of years across uh, Western Canada. But this is a dude who actually competed in the WWE. At one time, he's completed. He's competed all across Puerto Rico. He has many stories of wrestling in in the territories there. Um, it's going to be a fun time. So we got a bunch of interviews. I got the feelers out there. We're going to be shooting down, trying to get uh, interviews with everybody. The only one that made me sad. Now maybe I shouldn't say this, but I did have a wrestler that I told the guys that I wanted to get on the show because we've had him on the show before. He's, I'm not going to say names. Guys, don't say his name if you know who I'm talking about. He has been in a bit of legal difficulties lately. So I reached out and said, you know, we could do a thing. And I unfortunately got back a thing that says, I am currently uh, doing interviews for $100. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're not going to be doing that interview. So, <laughs> I ain't wow. spend so yes. So take that as what you will. But you know what? Let's get into this week's MLW Fusion. Right. Uh, week three of the Super Series uh, with, uh, with AAA in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, Elio, I am starting to get a tiny disappointed at the slant that this whole tournament's taking right now. Especially with the um, referee, this, this weird storyline with the referee. 
that's exactly what it is. I mean, I really would have appreciated this much more if we had just been presented with a AAA wrestlers fighting MLW wrestlers, have a great match, see how it works out. But this whole storyline of the referees totally ignoring MLW pins until they're forced to have to do the pin mm-hmm. or uh, all this like kind of favoritism towards AAA, it's just making it look like a bad storyline. And I just, I didn't, I wish they hadn't gone this route. You know, it's not working for me. Um, things on the show. Let's start off with that opening match. Uh, Richard Holiday uh, taking on Chessman. And uh, there is one problem I've been having with some of this AAA series is the fact that a lot of the AAA wrestlers, despite the fact they may win or, or get the advantage, they're not coming across. I mean, I couldn't really tell you anything yeah. about Chessman after watching this match. Last week, Averno. I couldn't tell. I now, couldn't tell you who Averno was if he walked in front now, of me five minutes. Chessman. I know. I know the name because mm-hmm. on uh, one of the earlier, one of the early episodes, like the first episodes of uh, WPOB Global, I brought up that website that I use with the yeah. history calendar. Yeah. So I I like to look up like uh, various pay per views on like certain days, yeah. and one of them, one of the days had like a chili bread. And it yep. had Chessman listen in one of the matches. So I like to look these guys up. So yep. I went and saw a picture of him. So Okay. But I've never really seen him until this show. Okay. And and be honest, at the end of Chessman's performance here, did anything stick out? Could you no, describe no. anything about <laughs> no. Chessman? I can't either. And that's not me being a dick. It's just uh, I don't understand how they're making the referees favor the triple A guys, but let's face it. Richard holiday actually came out looking better than I've seen him in a while. You know, and, and, and he, he didn't run away like the chicken hill. He always, yeah, plays. Hill, he always yeah. plays. Yeah. And that was kind of for once it gave him a bit of a legitimacy, even though he cheated a bit. Um, so that's kind of one of my down slots. And when we get to the last match, that's another thing too, is uh, I felt really a bit cheated by the other team. But let's talk a few things that happened on here. We had um, we had that juxtaposition of uh, Mance Warner and, uh, and Alexander Hammerstone, which has been mm-hmm. an ongoing thing. Um, mm-hmm. I did really appreciate Mance's interview this week. It's interview um, awesome. It, it actually made him look interesting still. And for once, Alicia Atut also came off as like a very interesting, likable person in all of this. Mm-hmm. However, MLW, it has to be a thing. It, this is every chance that MLW ever mentions MJF, they always say, what an asshole. <laughs> they say that exact <laughs> thing. They've had at least four people now minute, say, wait, wait, wait. that asshole. But, but wait, when Alicia said it, they bleeped it out. Yet they didn't bleep out when uh, Selena called Sammy Callahan like go fucker. <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing is, I watched it and they didn't bleep out the version I watched. I watched it on YouTube the day it I came watched out. On YouTube. I watched it on YouTube. That's when I was watching it on. I wonder if they cleaned it up afterwards because the one I saw, she was just like, what oh. an asshole. And Matt's was like, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, like, yeah, well, so well, because that's usually, obviously going back. Usually yeah. when, when I get the notification, it's on the Sunday, and then mm-hmm. I go and download it from YouTube on the mm-hmm. Monday, and then I still watch it. Well, you know what? Maybe I'm wondering if I did that psychological thing where I just – now I'm wondering if I just filled in the word asshole and, and there was a bleep, but I, I don't remember a bleep, so it's like – I'll go back and look. <laughs> but uh, um, some other stuff that came out of there, like, I mean, um, they keep pushing that uh, Pagano is coming. Yep. I'm not sure what to think of this guy. Uh, I mean, he doesn't really come off as all that intimidating, but 
we see him take spikes, fire, and all sorts of crap. So maybe, yep. I don't know, yay, another hardcore wrestler. Um, <laughs> Going to enjoy me having. Yeah, I think they actually talked about that. Um, and Vikingo? Man, what a goofy... What a goofy looking fucker that guy is, man. A, a Mexican Viking. I'm not sure how that's going to work since he's so small even. So we'll see. That might work. Maybe not. Um, there was uh, the regular kind of crap. I mean, at least I noticed there was no injustice this week, which was right. kind of nice to have a week off. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Von Erics, man, can oh, they suck the life out of terrible. a room? Oh, <laughs> do not give those guys microphones. My God. People are going to hate these guys, and they're the good guys just because they suck when they talk. Um, also, uh, if you know, obviously it's a storyline, but thank you, Loki. Um, if I had to hear anything about King Mo, I was seriously <laughs> going to throw my, you know, continues. Uh, yeah, uh, as a wise man once said, "Who the fuck, who the fuck cares?" cares? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, that nonsense is still going on. Um, I don't know where to go. I'm going to have to really look this up. And it's hard right now with everything being shut down. But the Douglas James, uh, I know he took some vicious elbows in that match. To mm-hmm. say that he's out 180 days with possible uh, brain injury, thats I don't know if that's a work or what. You know, like uh, it did look pretty brutal, the hits he was taking. He looked like he actually took a few right to the head. Um, if so, if it's a storyline, it seems dumb. Why would he give it from a guy who he's probably a Verano? He's not going <laughs> to wrestle ever again. He's right. down in Mexico. So uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it kind of halts Douglas James, who I was really enjoying. You know, former uh, professional kickboxer who's really trying to transition there. Um, not sure where they're going with that storyline. Let's see how that works out, okay? Yeah. Uh, we did even, believe it or not, and we had a ridiculous note from MLW. They showed us the letter that they sent to AAA saying they're not happy with the way the referees are conducting their business. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, heard, I heard that part, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yet, it got so worse in the main event. Let's get in the main event. The main event... Well, 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 you, know, you left out the L.A. Park stuff. Oh, every, okay, my God. <laughs> yes, the L.A. Park stuff. Okay. Uh, what was that called? It, basically, it was called cooking for pendejos, which no, 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 that means. We'll get there. We'll okay. get there. But I'm just saying, they told us that coming up, there would be another episode of cooking with L.A. Park. L.A. Park, cocina de, de, de pendejos. Then, um, and I don't know if you got to see this, but this for me was reality warping for a sec. It was almost like we cut to a Mexican uh, soap opera because we cut <laughs> to L.A. Park pillow talk with la park and basically la park in his full mask and uniform was laying in bed <laughs> sleeping and snoring his wife was trying to talk to him and telling him yeah. you know to quit snoring and then he farted and then she got extremely mad and it ended okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> even i was like huh <laughs> It, wow. it, it felt like a soap opera. It felt like a yeah. soap opera that my brother, my brother would watch. And why is it? And not, LA... not because he, not by choice either. Well, why is L.A. Park sleeping in his full uniform, including his mask? And <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe in double says his pajamas. I don't know. And he, he kept saying he had to sleep while this was going on, so that when when all this was over, he could make money again because there's no wrestling going on. <laughs> So he tied in the COVID crap too. So, <laughs> Ed, you, you got to look on your face like you really want to say something. Here. I do. So, 
do you all have a Spanish network in Canada? Telemundo. Oh, you have to. Do you have Univision also? Ooh, I don't know. Okay, I, just, I don't ask because there's this rather popular soap opera that comes on Univision called Novella. So I'm like, okay, we have novellas on MLW now, or MLW presents novellas. <laughs> well, we do know that MLW uh, has a lot of ties with Mexico, mm-hmm. including this current uh, AAA stuff. They also have had a great history of bringing in luchadors. Yeah. And one thing I'd like to tell you, uh, which is cool about these guys, at is. Uh, a lot of times you see uh, luchadors being brought into other wrestling companies and they just fall flat. You're like, I don't get it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, MLW has had a great knack of bringing in guys, mixing them with their wrestlers and actually getting exciting, interesting matches out of it, which I haven't seen for a long time. I've seen a lot of these guys. I've watched Mexican wrestling and take it for what it is and they bring the guys up and it just doesn't work, right? No, sorry, Trump, but, mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, MLW, however, has found some weird hybrid way of making it work, so... It works. It's it's been good. Yeah. Now let, let's cut to the main event here. And uh, I jokingly at first, when you look at this, and if you're not a wrestling fan that much, you have to laugh your ass off. You could almost call it the battle of the juniors, because you had Davy Boy Smith Jr., Brian Pillman Jr., Tejano Jr., and Ray Escobar Escorpiano Jr. Escorpio Escorpio Jr. You had Should four juniors fighting. Only in there. I'm a junior. So if Chris Jericho was calling this match, he would say, look at all these juniors. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty okay. much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, first of all, Heart Foundation come across looking good. They haven't really teamed for a while, which was mm-hmm. nice. Um, very disappointed that we didn't get to see anything out of the Mexican wrestlers because I have been a fan of Tejano Jr. for a very long time. I used to watch him at CMLL. He was a great uh, bad guy. Uh, Ray Scorpion Jr., I've seen him before. He's kind of like your middle-of-the-road, Rudo, cheats a lot, whatever. But I was expecting so much more in this match, and this is why this whole referee crap really has upset me in the storylines, is this should have been a very good match if they let these guys wrestle. Instead, the entire storyline was the referee impeding Davy Boy Smith Jr. Yeah, like involved in the match. And letting the guys beat beat up on Brian Pillman. Yeah, there was even a point where uh, Junior, uh, Junior, where Smith actually made a tag, and the referee sent him back mm-hmm. and said he didn't see it. Yeah, and uh, it was just so over the top bad that it it really brought down. It turned the match, which should have been an interesting cl- uh, collision of good guy bad guys, but in a wrestling fast setting, instead turned down to the classical two guys plottingly beating up a guy while the other guys being distracted by the ref. And that could have been anybody. You could have put any wrestlers in there. Hell, we could have watched James Ellsworth and freaking Grandma Talik versus. You know what I mean? Like it didn't matter. Oh. It was all inter- <laughs> just Grant. What's that guy called? Grand Metalik or something? I'm talking about the other guy. Who? Oh, James Ellsworth. You're your brother. Anyhow. <laughs> oh no. Mistaken. No, James Ellsworth uh, Canella. Um, <laughs> but. This should have been, on paper, this was a great idea for a match. It did not come off as such. Um, and, and that's a disappointment. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people who thought of the idea of the Heart Foundation, the new Heart Foundation, taking on um, these guys. Really disappointing for me. So, uh, all in all, um, actually kind of solid. You mm-hmm. know, there was some interesting stuff in there. Um, I'm going to give the show a B this week. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the B because the Richard Holiday 
one not so much um chessmen but just show yeah. how that how they can actually hang with the, with these guys and um the man's corner and the la park stuff so i'm gonna go with the b on this one all right well there you go folks interesting week at mlw they're still continuing there's got to be at least at least two or three more episodes of the super series left to go not sure how it's going to turn out. doesn't even make sense to me that they're actually giving, like, wins. So they went into this uh, two matches to two matches. At the end of this, MLW swept it mm-hmm. with four to two, which logistically is a wrestling thing, saying if there's two more weeks, I'm going to guarantee next week that uh, AAA takes every match to retie it. So, sure, sure, sure. With, the, with the weird refereeing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing it. Now, uh, guys, before we wrap up, is there uh, any last thing we guys want to talk about? Anything you got to throw out there wrestling-wise? How uh, much you can think about? Uh, I say keep watching wrestling when you can. Yeah. Well, I do know this is I'm going to watch uh, NXT this week, and I'm not sure. I Last week it was very close, but I we all voted AEW. Mm-hmm. And, I th- and I agree. Last week's show was a, a pretty strong showing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious of how this is. And I, I go in unbiased. So I'm going to watch this week's uh, NXT and see which show I actually felt was a little bit better. The problem with why sometimes AEW for me kind of takes it more so is they try and present a more fresh take. Unfortunately, sometimes NXT has the same formula. Good matches. Good, you know, yeah. good match. But again, but again how, 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 many t- how long can we go with like empty arenas and stuff? into my things too. Um, you know, it seems that there's, it's it, depending on what, you're, what holds your interest, right? I yeah. mean, AEW can hold my interest for two hours because even maybe the wrestling isn't always super strong. Mm-hmm. They have a, some of these frills they throw in that make you laugh, make you look at stuff. Yeah. Uh, NXT has two hours of great wrestling. Yeah. But man, sometimes it's hard getting in between it because they don't give you any kind of frills to make you interested. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's a, it's a hard balance. I know last week, uh, uh, Tony wasn't happy that... Um, that AEW had won, but that's what we, we take that into consideration. We take the fact that like, we're not brand loyal here. I mean, neither of us have, none of the three of us aren't pro AEW supporters and we think right. we are fanboys. We're just looking at the programs which keeps our interest. And what, I do, what, I, what, I, what I do is every week I take matches on AEW, I list them, take matches on NXT, I list them, and then I compare like the first match that on AEW, mm-hmm. the first match on NXT, and I, mm-hmm. and then I just uh, go by that. Okay. So, all right, guys. Well, uh, folks, we hope uh, we hope that you guys keep yourself safe out there. Keep yourselves healthy. I know it sucks being in uh, so long, but if we don't buckle down and we just cut ourselves back a little. We can get through this a hell of a lot quicker if we just fuck around and do whatever the hell we want because we're bored. Because this will go on way longer if we just don't nip it in the butt. Told you, come come over here. My dad will put you to work. You won't be bored after that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, Elio, have yourself a great week, my friend. You too. And always a pleasure for you joining us. I hope you have yourself a great week. Looking forward to your next episode of MMA. Thank you, gentlemen, and I hope you both have a great weekend as well. And and definitely looking forward to getting right back in the saddle once again. Sounds great. Well, you know what, folks? We enjoy you uh, listening. We enjoy you writing in. We enjoy everything about you. We're sending out all our love and hope. And you know, these are dark, scary, weird times. But you know what? Wrestling isn't changing too much because it's still here, and we're still going to be here next week. So have yourselves a great night. 
We love you all. And Elio, say goodnight to the good people. All right, fans, we'll talk to you all next week.